Randall Agee from walk-on to scholarship to a heck of a year in 2015 at uh, at Southern Miss. But it, it took – all right, expand on – you said his approach and unique way of kind of talking to y'all and dealing with players. Expand on that a little bit, Randall. So – he he comes from a coaching family, right? So his, his dad's a coach, his brother's a coach, and and he, it was it was cool too because looking back on it, trying to you know I'm relatively young in my coaching career. I've only been doing this eight years, you know. So to see someone who's had that background and see them, he had a incredible career as a receivers coach and a coordinator and uh, other position coaches, and then to see him as a first time head coach. And knowing that one day I would hope to be a head coach too. So just to be able to pay attention to kind of how he grew in that role, right, uh, was special. But just he was very business-oriented. You know, you have different ways that different head coaches approach. Um, you know, and, and I'm not trying to talk any type of way about anybody, but if you compared him to, let's just say, Hobson who came after him, great coach, different philosophy, right? Hobson was very big on family. Um, very big on, you know, we're in this together. We're a group of brothers, you know, through thick and thin. And not that Munkin wasn't about, you know, we do things together and you take care of each other, but the approach is business-oriented. And I actually um, – did you see the um, interview with him? Was it with Georgia? When uh, you talked about that? No, no. Tell me about it. So there was an interview, and he pointed out – I forget exactly what was brought up, but at the end of the day, he pointed out at the end of the day, this is a business. You know, if things go a certain way and we don't perform, you know, I'm going to be looking for a job. You know, if certain guys don't develop, you know, they're not going to be the guy that's starting, you know. And so he he brought that in, and I think the guys we had really took to that and really clung to that, that, and the assistants he brought in were big in helping build that culture too, that, you know, this is a business. Yeah, we love each other. Yeah, we're going to take care of each other. We're a family. You don't let your family slack because when your family's not looking good, they're making you look bad, right? If your family looks bad, you look bad. And you don't do things to make yourself look bad because vice versa, you're making the family look bad, right? But at the same time, this is all a business, right? This is how he feeds his family. Sure. This is how our assistant coaches feed their families. This is how we're paying for our education. And if we do this right, we're getting paid one way out of another out of this. Either we're going to have an opportunity if you're one of those guys that were talented enough, um, like Rashad Hill or Nick Mullins or uh, Jalen Rashard, Ito Smith, one of those guys, Mike Thomas. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Um, you know, if this is what you're good enough at doing, you're going to end up being able to feed your family in the future from being able to play football, right? If you're a guy like me or, you know, several other guys that play interscholastic athletics at the collegiate level, 
you're going to be able to feed your family because you were able to pay for this education now by doing this and sacrificing your time and efforts with this to help pay for your education. And you're going to be able to take that into a career and take the life skills and lessons you've learned through this into that career to have further success. Um, you know, so the, the business aspect and talking about how, you know, everything serious, everything has a purpose. One, one story I remember he talked about specifically, and, um, you know, I think a lot of guys took it to heart was early on. Um, this was probably our first camp with him. He talked about one of his first coaching jobs with his dad. We didn't know it was his dad at first. He just said, you know, one of my first coaching jobs, I was at a, a high school, and I had to do um, had to, uh, a assignment that our head coach gave us that I didn't think was very important. He had me go, and, you know, you put a bulletin board up, and you put some, some calendars on and some motivational phrases. And uh, the head coach told me he wanted me to make a border, go cut some stuff out of magazines, football players, good players, uh, team logos and stuff, and, and make a border around this with it. So I went and cut a couple pieces out. And, um, you know, I didn't take it too seriously because this isn't, this, this isn't football, right? I'm just decorating. This isn't important. You know, so I did it kind of kind of halfway, you know, half-butted it. And uh, the head coach called me out and said, "Is this? are you proud of this? And he says, he said, uh, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's not anything big. You know, I, I think it came out looking okay. And the coach said, I just want you to know, this is what you put your name on. When you did this, you did this job. This is what you put your name on. This is what you're saying represents you and your work ethic and who you are. And I'm going to tell you right now, this doesn't look good. If you want to be perceived as someone who is good, hardworking, talented, all those things, everything has to be done in a manner that is going to look that way. And he's like, you wonder who that person was? That was my dad. And everyone kind of got real quiet. And he's like, so if my dad's willing to tell me that, imagine what your future employer, your future coaches right. are going to think when you there and you don't get everything you got and you sell yourself halfway. And uh, that kind of stuck all the way through. Wow, that was powerful. Um, you're going to be successful. Uh, Randall, I mean, you are successful. You're going to be even more successful. Rand Randall Agee, uh, former offensive lineman at Southern Miss. Uh, was part of the rebuild with uh, Todd Munkin and Nick Mullins, and they would end up going uh, nine and five, seven and one in the conference. Just had a heck of a year, and, and go to a heck of a bowl game. But it was not easy with the Ellis Johnson year, and then Munkin went. I think I've got this right: one and eleven and three and nine his first two years, um, and then they they flipped it. Uh, Randall Agee, former Southern Miss O lineman. Joining us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. When did you, as this all, y'all are building, you go from walk-on to scholarship player. Uh, Todd Munkin brings this business-like approach. Uh, I, I'm gathering very detail-oriented. When did you re um, realize that Nick Mullins could be a special football player at Southern Miss? I mean, the the difference he made the first time he stepped on the field, we had a, a guy who transferred in, um, I can't remember his name, but he had transferred in from Cal. And uh, we were struggling that year to get some wins. We we got a win early on against um, Alcorn, I think, or that might have been the next year. Um, offensive lineman, man, former offensive lineman. The memory gets a little fuzzy sometimes, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, we had – the other guy starting, 
And then about halfway through, he was a, a transfer senior, right? So graduate senior. About halfway through the year, coach decided to make the switch. And all of a sudden, you start seeing the offense productivity go up. And, um, you know, Munkin's thing is he's never going to put somebody in a position where they're not going to have success. You know, he's always going to try to work towards the talent of the, what the players have, right? The, we, most coaches call, and you probably heard the term, uh, your maximal skill set, your measurable skill set, right? So he's always going to put guys in success with that. So when he was able to put Nick in and we were able to have success early with a, a true freshman, I mean, it wasn't like he had a real shot to redshirt. He came in and he had a camp and, what, maybe four or five weeks, I think six weeks, and then he's thrown into the fire. I forget which game it was. Um, I think the other guy got a concussion mid-game, and Nick had to step up. And, uh, you know, he took off from there. And, and that made you realize he was going to be good. But there's a difference between what you asked, between being good and being special. And one of the things, I mean, just to talk about how special he was, there was a couple times, uh, and this is going to talk about off-the-field characteristics more so than what he did on the sure. field. Because – Anybody can be, you know, go out there and be incredibly talented, but that only takes you so far. It's the things that you do not on the field and the and the, what sort I'm looking for, the um, intangibles, in, intangibles that really set you apart, right? So we would be, I would go get my my, you know, they do the little team dinner for everybody. I would go get my plate and I'd go find a meeting room and I'd watch film because walk on, right? You got to do the extra things, trying to stay on top of everything, stay competitive. And there was two or three times where I'd walk in a room and there'd be no one else in the building. I'd walk in a room, and Nick was in there. I'm like, oh, shoot, let me go find another room. So I'd find another one. A couple of days later, I'd be in a room. Nick would open the door. Oh, shoot, my bad, man. And there were times we, – we didn't do it too often. There was times that we would watch them together. But, you know, you're watching different things as a lineman and a quarterback. So there wasn't too many times that we would watch together. But that there was only two or three of us still in the building, and he was one of them. You know, that tells you right there he's preparing. And, you know – you know, people talk about luck, and I think you have to have some luck to win games, but luck is when preparation meets opportunity, you know. And I don't think Nick was ever not prepared for when those opportunities came for him. The second thing that I really think makes him better and makes him one of the greater players to come out of Southern Miss was that the the, the man's tough. I mean, I remember 2016. I, I want to say he threw for 300-and-something yards again in three touchdowns against UTSA with a compound fracture in his right hand. Good grief. Yeah, the, the the guy's a freak. Like, he he's incredibly tough. I've never met a guy more determined to win, and you know, tougher than he is. More determined to go out and do what he can for a team. And and that's part three. I mean, I didn't even include that in my initial thought list, but he he's not a selfish guy. I mean, he'll go out there, he'll build you up, he'll he'll try, he'll spread the ball around to different players. Um, you know, he he goes out there and he and going back to some things Munkin would talk about. He's a guy who embraces his role. You know, um, that was a big thing we had at Southern Miss. That was his uh, Coach Munkin's mantra back then was embrace your role, and he would embrace it. He'd come out. He's a quarterback. He's got to be a leader. 